Well, we're going to try this again. Good evening, everybody. It's another edition of 97 Octane Hockey. Tonight, we're joined by Paige Bednarz, the queen of Kelowna Rockets social media. And uh, hopefully, Restream doesn't shit the bed on us here. And we're we're out of the gate. I guess I'll get right to it right off the bat. Joined with me is Chad Graham and Bob Schmidt, as always. And... Uh, you know, the first question I got to ask Paige is, you know, when you first got out to Kelowna, um, you, there was someone in your life that you couldn't take with you. Is, is, <laughs> is he a full-time part of your life now? Uh, oh, hang on, hang on. This is the most important part of the night. <laughs> oh, Char Charles is in charge. <laughs> this is my assistant. This is Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. People always ask me if I have if I have people that help me with my job, and yeah, Charlie's definitely a big part of it. I'm already better, and I know you're better knowing that Charlie's there full time. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's been a great addition here the last year for sure. He's uh, he's been a welcome addition to my condo. He's we're zipping around 100 miles an hour at 3 a.m. There he goes right now. <laughs> Perfect. So, um. I don't know if there's content creators watching us tonight, but, or maybe in the future. Um, I, I, I want to know sort of the ins and outs of, of what you do and, and you know, your whole, uh, your, your whole job, I guess, like uh, <laughs> we can nerd out here <laughs> and, and I kind of want to, like, I, I want to pick your brain on some things, but um, let us know. Yeah, Durst wants, Durst wants to hog the show, but that's just not going to happen. <laughs> Chad's going to want to talk some golf. That's going to definitely going to have to happen. Oh, I mean, we're going to be talking some golf, my girl. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> okay, so you want to you want to start off with what I do for work first? We can get into the nitty gritty and then the fun stuff after. Is that Chad? Chad, Chad gets five minutes of golf time with you for sure. That's got to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I negotiated closer to fifteen, but we'll go with five, sure. I might extend it to seven. <laughs> You've already right, cut, the floor. You've already cut into it, Chad. You've already, this is already part of your golf time. See, now you're wasting time. Hey, no, no, no. Paige, tell us about your role with, with uh, Um. Okay. Yeah. So my title is communications and social media director. So uh, it's kind of it's kind of two roles pushed into one. I do all the communications, and then. Uh, so that's press releases, um, articles on the website, um, anything that's kind of going out just news-wise. And then I also handle all of the social media side of it. So I'm also creating all of the digital content and so forth that you see. Um, you know, running all the platforms, like starting TikTok from the ground up a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, making sure that everything is pushing out smoothly in terms of news and everything like that. Um, and then I also do all our graphics as well, too. Is TikTok... TikTok bad for the ego because it seems like the easiest platform to get lots of views on and, and it inflates your ego or at least it does for me. You know what? I love TikTok as a creator. <laughs> as You know what? The other platforms you have to, I, I, the, I always say you have to pay to play, right? So if you want your content to show to people, you got to pay. And TikTok, it's just, it shows to everybody. It doesn't care how much you spend. Right. Um. I guess in your content creation, I'm going to really geek out here, but um, what programs are, are you, are you using? 
Because um, I guess if if you're going down the you know economical route of TikTok, I I use DaVinci Resolve for uh, a bunch of video uh, editing and 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 that. I'm just wondering where you're at with that kind of stuff too. Yeah, so I actually I use CapCut. Um, it's free, super easy. Um, you can overlay audio, you can import audio, you can cut, you can have. It, it's actually kind of unreal how it's a free program. Um, and I mean, a lot of my friends, they kind of chuckle because I'm just editing away on my phone, whereas they're on, you know, MacBooks editing. And it's uh, it's a really, really simple program. And um, I mean, the nice part about it is that you can cut it there and then post it to all the platforms and you don't have to worry about the watermark coming from TikTok over to Instagram. I mean, sometimes I get a little lazy and I do just upload direct, but but CapCut is definitely the way that I, I handle most of our editing for our reels and TikTok. Resolve, like there's a there's a free version, and then there's um, kind of a studio version. That's like if you're in Hollywood and you really need to be hardcore editing, then then you can. Um, I I I like it. It it's awesome, but you're not going off your phone. It's too too intensive. It uh, stresses my laptop out uh, sometimes. Like it's yeah, it's it's crazy. How many different platforms are you using then with with uh, with Kelowna? um i'm just trying to think off the top of my head so you got you got facebook right which is like just kind of like you know news dumping kind of and then uh you got twitter uh which is really good for like live posting during games and then um tiktok obviously and then um forgetting about one anyways i then yeah we, we just got on threads because threads is new right so there's yeah. four or five platforms going for sure <laughs> And I mean, you don't, you don't post the same stuff to every single platform. It's kind of some stuff will do well here, whereas it does well there. And I mean, every, every platform kind of has its own driver and it's not always the same, right? What What is the separation, I guess, between, um, cause you have kind of a, a two tiered kind of job description, right? Your communications, um, in charge of that and social media. Yeah. So what is the, what is the communications aspect of, of your, of your job? Yeah. So um, just like when we have a trade and stuff like that, I'm the person who's doing the PR kind of and the press releases that come out for that or, um, you know, for so I'm handling the hockey ops side of that as well. And then, you know, if we're sending out um, maybe to like our fans, we'll send out, you know, a, an e-blast or something like that. So just, you know, keeping them in the loop on things that are happening. And um, I mean, it, it's definitely cool having, you know, both sides of it and doing both sides of it and seeing the way that everything works and kind of, you know, learning for the next level. You're, you're well cut out for that. Cause that, that's a delicate job and, and, a, you know, you have to be kind of um, really empathetic to kind of both sides in, in, you know, trade breaking trades and, and all that. And you're, and you, you know, knowing you, you're really cut out for that. Yeah. Who, yeah. who communicates that to you Paige when there's a trade coming or like that, like who lets you know if this is what's going on? Um, yeah, so uh, our general manager, you know, once the trade agreement is signed and finalized, and then I'm I'm kind of point once it's all done and, and finalized, and um, you know that I'm given the details of what's coming our way, what's going our, their way. Uh, kind of get the the press release ready, and you know all the information about the players that are coming out or going in or the picks, um, and then you know calling up the other team, and, and then we tee up a, a time and. Sometimes it's determined by the team and other times it's determined by what's going on. So if it's, if it's trade deadline day, obviously we're not going to announce a trade at the exact same time as another team. So you got to kind of call the league and figure out where to fit it in. 
And then, uh, you know, at the same time, you're getting the graphics ready. So you're getting that graphic ready to announce, you know, the trade is happening. And then you're getting the graphic ready to say, you know, goodbye to the guy if you have a guy going out kind of thing. And then, you know, you're just you're just waiting for that time to drop. So you've got four tabs open. You know, you've got the website open. You've got all the social medias. You've got everything ready. And you can't push any of those buttons before, say, 2, 2 p.m. <laughs> so he gives you a call or texts you and say, this is what's going on or? Yeah, so sometimes it's a phone call. I mean, I've I've gotten phone calls, you know, later in the evening when we've had trades that are after after hours, or you know, um, other times I'm in the office, so I'm right then, there and then. Hmm. Is that who you report to then, as the manager? Or who do you report to? Yeah, so I kind of have uh, I kind of have three different bosses within the Rockets. We uh, <laughs> we have obviously I've got the, the hockey ops side, so our general manager, who I'm also working closely with, and then. Uh, you know, I've got uh, our business side as well. So our, our vice president of uh, business development, uh, Gavin, that we work with. And then also our, our uh, marketing director that I work really closely with as well, too. So back, going back to a little bit of nerding out, um, <laughs> is, is are you packing around a camera and, and taking pictures? And uh, if so, what are we what are we rocking? What are we using? You know what? Um, I just use a little Canon Rebel TI5. It works fine. Um, I don't. I don't really shoot games. I've shot a few of them um, during our hub season. We didn't have a photographer, so I was shooting quite a bit of that. I was kind of loaned a camera and learning on the fly. And um, I mean, that presented some challenges in itself because uh, the way that the hub season worked was we weren't allowed on the half of the building that the players were on, so like where their dressing rooms were. Uh, so there was kind of like an imaginary line down center ice. So you had to shoot through the glass and. At our level, we don't we don't have those fancy holes in all of our rinks. Our rink doesn't have those holes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, it was it was a bit of a challenge learning how to shoot. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I I just kind of shoot our practice stuff. I'm really fortunate. We have a we have a really talented photographer, Steve Dunsmore, and uh, he's been with us for a couple seasons now. And you know, I think the best thing about the Western Hockey League is everybody's always crafting their trade and getting better at it. And and you just you just see everybody's just getting better and better every single year. Yeah, kind of, kind of doing this. You know, you you start with whatever you can for a webcam, and then you upgrade, and then. Hey, I was impressed. I was impressed. I jumped on. I was like, "Whoa, they got a full fledged show going!" Like, I'm proud of you, dear Savat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's at at the beginning. I mean, uh, I was talking to Dash about kind of the grassroots of of this whole thing. When you first start out, it's pretty rough, and and you try to just kind of get it get it better. Uh, the program that we use now is, does a lot of the work for us. So that's nice. Except I don't know why you couldn't hear us. <laughs> I think that was a program issue. I think that's it's the only probably, thing it was. You can blame me. <laughs> no, we're not throwing you under the bus. Uh, not everything is, you know, just sometimes there's glitches and whatever, but you know, you, you, as you do this, you start looking at your own work and dissecting that and trying to figure out how to make it better. And then, so I end up watching a lot of YouTube stuff and, uh, you know, you see some content creators and, and then you fall in love with photography and, and what they're using for that. And now I want a drone and, and all this, and it just, it, it, it never stops. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So. So yeah, let's not, let's not uh, inflate Durst's head any more than it is. It's already tough enough to get him through a door. <laughs> he, barely, he barely fits in the frame now. Sheesh. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. So, am I allowed to nerd out now, or when's my turn? No, you can you can talk some shop now if you want. 
All right, so how does a beautiful Edmonton girl find herself playing golf in Kansas? Um, <laughs> so I, um, I always- She's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um- It's not that easy. My brother played uh, NCAA for BYU and it took, it was a lot of work to get down there. So I'm really curious. Yeah, so um, I mean, you're you're really well versed in it. So I I played. I don't know if you're familiar with the McLennan Ross Tour in in, in Alberta, kind of. That's the junior tour that I played on. Um, sure am. And then I I went to Ross Shep. I was part of the athletic, uh, you know, the elite athlete program with the golfer there in the golf academy. Sorry, as I stumble here. Um, and you know, my goal my goal was to go to the states. I wanted a golf scholarship, so I I hit you know that grade twelve year and and started getting. <laughs> and talking to schools and there was a lot of um you know ncaa naia kind of programs that were reaching out but they're uh they were four-year programs and they, they all seem to kind of come with the same kind of offer of okay well we'll give you one year x amount of dollars for one year and then we'll revisit in year two and then same cycle for three and four so the one the one school that I was actually kind of interested in, um, their tuition was thirty thousand dollars American, and they offered me fifteen thousand dollars. So I was still paying fifteen grand out of pocket, which it's a lot of money. Um, yeah. And I didn't really want to play with that in the back of my head all year. I didn't think that would be very much fun. You know, the pressure of well, if I don't play well, I'm not going to get that good of an offer, and I can't afford to come back next year, kind of thing. Um, so I went I went the JUCO route. I uh, you know, junior college. And, um, you know, I got a really good offer from a school in, in Dodge City, uh, Kansas there. And, and they offered to pay, you know, my books and tuition for my first year. And I mean, all I had to pay was was food and, and fees and housing. And, you know, it was, okay, where do I sign? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, you ended up getting a great uh, degree that uh, obviously has been doing well for you uh, in your in your current endeavor, which is awesome. So how do you find Kansas golf compared to playing in the Okanagan? Because that is probably some of the best golf in the world. Yeah, you know, um, like when I got down to Can when I got down to Kansas, I, I didn't realize it was windier than Chicago there. So <laughs> we go out for the first round and I, I swear it was forty six degrees Celsius and we made it through the first round. I couldn't even I couldn't even breathe. Um, and we by second hole, they're like, well, we're taking you in because you're going to faint. You're out of water already. we got to go in. Let's go Canadian. I was like, okay, cool. let's go. And then it was – Take me to my damn igloo. Take me to my igloo. <laughs> and it was it was windy. Like, I would hit flop shots, you know, like six-degree wedge. You know, it's supposed to go straight up, straight down. I've never had a golf ball come back at me in the wind until then. Over your head, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, and then, you know, like, I, I grew up in Edmonton, right? So it's somewhat flat. And and I didn't I didn't really play too much after college. I kind of, you know, I didn't really love the game as much when you were kind of using it to pay for school. It wasn't the same as, you know, growing up and just chasing the ball for fun. It was a lot more pressure. Um, so, yeah, when I moved to, when I moved to Kelowna, you know, everyone was like, well, we got to go play. So I've, I've started playing a lot more in the last couple of years. And, you know, I'm really thankful we've got some really good gems out here that, you know, aren't super mainstream. And, and they're a lot of fun to go out and play. Yeah, it's, gems is an understatement out there. Let me tell you. Yeah, some of my favorite golf I ever played was out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. I'm I'm super happy. I'm a golf instructor, so uh, this is this 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 podcast has been exciting <laughs> me since I told since Mike told me that we were coming. Are you on, uh, so. are you based out of Edmonton then? I am. Yeah. Where do you where do you yeah. teach out of? 
Uh, I teach out of Billy D's, uh, do a little work at Countryside, and I'm a member at Yager. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my brother played the NCAA and BYU. He went from there to the Hooters Tour in Florida, and now he's uh, he's working. He was actually the, one of the producers of Big Break. Oh, wow. Yeah. So And he's still at the Golf Channel now working with with Warrior McIlroy and the Golf Pass and the Golf Now and stuff. Oh, that's, so That's awesome. Yeah. So this this is yeah. this, this this show excited me. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not as good as your brother. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. My, my, one, lie, he's pretty good. my one little tidbit is: uh, so when I was 13, I qualified for the for the World Remax Long Drive Championships down in they were in Minneapolis that year, and uh, Jamie Solowski was there right before he turned. Nice. He was like 16 or 17, and that guy could crush the ball. Oh yeah, yeah, he could be. He can definitely beat on a golf ball, that guy. Yeah. With, with whatever club you put in his hand, it don't matter. Oh, it was it was unreal. I remember being like, I was like, I think I was 12 going on 13, and just watching him crush the ball was just absolutely crazy. And, and you know, just things that you'd never seen before that he could do to it. No, and the cool part is, is that he, his roots are in hockey. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His roots are in hockey. That's the best part. <laughs> Well, I think I think golfers play hockey during their off time, right? Because hockey guys play golf, so I imagine it's the other way around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny. I can I can pound the ball like you know two thirty yards, and then you you put me on the blue line, and I, I can't get a slap shot off the ice. I can't. <laughs> I've had a, a couple of our coaches have come out, and they're trying to explain it to me, and I'm like, it's it's not like a golf ball. It's way harder. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my next question is how did you go from a, a golf girl growing up in Edmonton? Obviously in Edmonton, you're a hockey girl because that's an Edmonton thing. But to, to get into the to the field you're in now, um, what 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 brought you there from from college? Yeah, so I uh, I graduated in 2013 from Dodge. I had a, had a radio broadcasting degree and, uh, you know, I, I started pounding the pavement on radio jobs. You know, I had interned with um, – 6:30 chat in between my two years and news wasn't really what I wanted to do and social media was kind of starting to take off at that point and I was it was pushing it was 2016 and you know I still couldn't get a job in radio and every time I would write to you know a program director they'd always say oh yeah we love your cover letter send us your demo and then I'd, I would never hear anything back from them and so at that point I kind of closed the door on the radio side of it and said you know what it's, it, it's not going to happen but I can write. So let's lean into that. So then, um, you know, it was the summer of 2016 and um, I had a friend who had previously known somebody who had interned with the Rockets and I have some family in Kelowna. So I just reached out to the Rockets and said, Hey, like, I think I was like 23 or 24 at the time and said like, Hey, I want, I want to come intern. I want to come work for free. You don't have to pay me. I'm just looking to get my foot in the door. And uh, they said, yeah, we, you can come out in January, 2017. Uh, we've got, we've got a, a window there. They've got one student coming in and one student going out kind of thing. So I came in for that month and uh, you know, I just wrote content like crazy for them and kind of learned the, what the role was kind of all about. And then uh, right after that, I got a job with a, with a marketing agency back home in Edmonton. So I went home to Edmonton and I worked for them for about a year and nine months in, in, on Jasper Ave. And uh, in October, yeah, October 2018, the Rockets, you know, they'd just been awarded the, the 2020 Memorial Cup and, and they said, you know, 
do you want to come back and take over the role and kind of, you know, implement what you've learned from the marketing agency and, and, and ramp up uh, the social media side of it? That's what we're looking for. And I said, absolutely. And I jumped on a plane and I've never looked back. Not a girl. Good for you. So a year, yeah. a year and nine months you were back here. Were you still uh, keeping in touch with them somehow? Or had you made that just that kind of impression where they're like, we need to get this girl back. It's, there's, a, there's a hole. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I must have made a really good impression and just kind of stayed in touch with them and let them know what I was kind of, you know, learning at the marketing agency. They were kind of training me on the fly with the whole social media side of it. And uh, it just it just worked out really, really well. <laughs> so my, my last question on the professional end, um, after this is all said and done, can you give me a tutorial on how to get on the Twitters? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm pretty sure Dursa's he's pretty he's pretty smart. Yeah. He's, he's a other guy. Yeah, but if if I give him that, then it's just too much. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to go down that road. Like I said, the head, look at the head in the screen. It's like it's literally not fitting. So I can't I can't give him that. Absolutely. I'll, I'll move back. <laughs> Keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, that, that's amazing. I'm, I'm really happy for you. I've been excited for this podcast since Mike told me you were coming on. I, I really, I'm a really big fan. You've done a great job with Kelowna. Unfortunately, I'm I'm kind of a bit more of a Kamloops fan, but I have to admit that. You're oh, no, 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 Chad, Chad. I know, Chad, I know, Chad. I know. I know. I played. In the, I played in the BCJHL, so I, I've got a big. You know, I, I love the 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 dub the dub in BC. I think it's a really good program. Um, I think that uh, a lot of great teams come from BC, so I love that you're in Kelowna. And actually, their their program is really impressive. I love Kelowna. I think they're the town's amazing for one, and uh, but their program is obviously proven to be very good, which is amazing. I love it. Yeah. So, but you're not going to pull the cam loops out of me, unfortunately. That's just <laughs> not going to happen. So, what came oh, first? Yes. What came first, Paige? The love of the game or the love of journalism? The game, for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, when I, you know, when I was trying to decide on what I wanted to to do when I grew up, um, for major wise in in college, I, I originally started off as a sports management major because I figured that would probably somehow get me into hockey faster and. You know, I, I was kind of sitting there after my first semester and was like, I'm not really enjoying this so much and, and just decided to chase the radio side of it and thought, you know, Subway, somehow I'll work my way into hockey. I don't I don't know how or where or when. And I mean, it, it worked out eventually. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you're saying all those armchair uh, general managers on Facebook are wrong? <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that those guys, if they went to school, would realize that it's not quite as easy as they think? Is that what you're saying to me right now? <laughs> It's it's quite the industry. <laughs> this is breaking yeah. news. This is breaking news. <laughs> break, break, breaking news. Let's get let's get uh, the the top played player in the NHL. We we have no cap space, but we should just get them. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Facebook, you rule. <laughs> Bouchard's a bum. Trade him. <laughs> yeah, Bouchard's a bum. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw my little tidbit of anger in that one. <laughs> so how many how many dry saddle jerseys do you still see in the stands there? <laughs> you know, it's it's crazy. My my office backs into the store there. And so we don't we don't sell like pre-done jerseys. They're all blank and then you can customize them. 
And we actually have to have Leon's name in the book still for pricing wise, because we have at least, I'd say like, you know, during the season, at least one, at least a month or two that we, that somebody sends out for customization. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. Don't, don't, don't tell cam loops, but I have one too. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. <laughs> well, we we've, it's, just don't tell we've me. actually reached out to Jamie McLennan and, and hoping that uh, he'll he'll do me the honor of coming on the show because I I used to watch him when I lived uh, in Milk River in southern Alberta and he played for the Lethbridge Hurricanes <laughs> and I rocked a red Lethbridge Hurricanes jersey for about fifteen years. <laughs> it, it came to about here, but I still wore it. <laughs> Was it was it the one with the Tasmanian Devil? No, just their old red like jersey with a hockey stick on it, and yeah, yeah, and and, and Windburn. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was a pretty basic, uh, basic, basic jersey, but <laughs> I love I love that thing. The colors were cool. Like it was almost like the reverse of the New York Rangers, like red, white, and blue, but the red was the dominant. I'm like, I'm Googling it now. I was trying to think. <laughs> Google, Google won't even know. <laughs> it's, prehistoric, it's, it's prehistoric page. <laughs> so, <laughs> so unfortunately, unfortunately, since you're a guest of the show, you're obligated to uh, answer a question of mine that is maybe my last one, but I doubt it. Um, <laughs> Do you think the Oilers should fire Dustin Schwartz? <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I can't comment on the Oilers at all. You know, um, my grandpa unfortunately passed away last year, but he was he was the guy who kept me in the loop on everything that was happening with that team. And, like, he'd phone me and, oh, the goddamn Oilers, and it'd either be good or bad. I don't know. <laughs> but, unfortunately, now that he's passed away, I, I have no idea what's happening with the Oilers because I'm, like, so engulfed in our season and so busy with it that – you know, I'm, I just opened up Twitter and I'm like, oh, the Oilers fans are angry tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Something happened. So, I, so I, I'm sorry about your grandfather. That's sad. I, uh, I, uh, that's really bad. But, that's uh, how Charlie ended up in Kelowna. So he relocated from Edmonton. So it's, perfect. it's okay. Perfect. Um, but I'm going to take that as a yes. So that's another one on our, on our list <laughs> yeah. of people that are happy that Dustin Schwartz is on the firing list. Let's hope. Mark that one down, Chad. That counts as a vote. Yeah, that counts as a vote. This theme hashtag hashtag fire Dustin Schwartz. This this theme of his it it it's never going to end. It's a constant. Uh, yeah, it will end. It will end. It will end. Dirt, Justin it, will end. it will end. <laughs> it will end. There will come a day it will end when that piece of crap is gone. <laughs> it will end. I've also reached out to Walking Gage and <laughs> if if we get him on the I mean all these goalies that oh man. He might actually get some answers with some of them, but <laughs> he might not like what he hears back. <laughs> so on a back-to-topic note, I've read a lot of your work, and uh, you're an excellent writer. I'm really impressed by you, and uh, I think that Kelowna is definitely better because you're there. So congratulations to you. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. I want to follow up with that there, uh, Chad. I agree. I was on there as well. But uh, is there a quota you have to meet when it comes to doing articles, or is this kind of are you kind of left to your own – uh, tuition. Yeah, it's kind of um, whatever I kind of want to do and where I want to go with it. And, um, you know, 
in the season, it's a little bit harder to do those player profiles because, you know, you're busy at school visits and you're writing pregame previews. And, you know, when you write those player profiles and stuff like that, you really want to take the time to dive into it and give it, you know, all your all your effort instead of, you know, just, a, you know, bare minimum. So, but uh, the summer, it's a little bit easier to start doing stuff like that because you've got so much extra time, right? The guys are gone, so you can't really make uh, content around them while they're gone. Well, I saw you hammered up like five of them on July 27. So, like, wow, that must have was that a day you just did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we we just uh, we just had a website migration, so it probably pushed them all through at that point. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. funny. It's funny. I guess we're drawing the late crowd because people are starting to tune in <laughs> now. So maybe it's a good thing. Like everything works for uh, works out for a reason that we shit the bed at the start. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paige, you know, the, the, they're giving you all this praise for your writing. Just wait till they get to know your sense of humor. Cause to me, that's the best part of you. You, you are hilarious. I, I've always got to enjoy, you know, talking to you and, and just seeing how you function. Cause you are an awesome individual. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> once, once she, once she teaches me the Twitters, I might get to know her a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> You sound like that old grandpa that says that calls it the Facebook. You're like the, the Twitter. <laughs> listen, listen. I struggle with the interwebs, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh my, that's right. Oh my is correct. So do things do things start to ramp up now for you? Like when does the when is training camp for WHL is it right around the corner here? Or is it already yeah, starting? So uh, we open up our on ice sessions on the thirty first. Okay. So uh, ice goes in next week, um, and then things just start sliding down the hill from there. <laughs> what do you do for preparation for training camp for you for your role? Um, yeah. You know, yeah. How many pull ups? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're out here like crushing timbits again. And <laughs> <laughs> a long five months with no timbits. <laughs> But yeah, um, no, the communication side of it, I mean, you get your rosters ready and everything like that. You're, I mean, the beauty part of uh, working in junior hockey is the turnover, right? Because you've got all those empty spots from guys moving on and everything. And uh, anyways, you're, you're just kind of trying to educate the fans on the newer guys that are coming in a shot at making the roster or prospects that'll be up and coming and potentially playing games with us this season. But you don't know much about the new players coming in either. They're all coming in from minor hockey. So where are you getting all your information from? Well, so the thing is, like, we draft our guys at, at 14, 15 here in the WHL. So they're kind of on our protected list. And so I kind of, you know, I get to know them through that route. And then, you know, um, just reaching out to them. Like today, for instance, I wrote an article on our, our first pick from the, from the WHL prospects draft this past May. And, you know, just uh, we've got – the protected list and everything and i've got all their phone numbers and if i if i want to reach out to them and then um if you go to our website you can see under our stats page we have a, a prospect stats page and that's kind of where i keep track of wh where they're they're all at and how they're doing and so i'll know if a guy's had a really good month because i go in and every month and update it and, okay this guy's doing really well so maybe i should touch base with him and see how he's doing and just kind of like that you know it's 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 kind of keeping an eye on the, on the next generation coming in just to keep everybody yeah. excited 
So in, in the junior hockey world, uh, how much of an impact do you have in the social media world on these guys getting looked at and getting, you know, getting big looks? Um, you know, I, I'm not too sure how much how much attention NHL teams pay to us when we're when they're doing their digging on the guys and, and, and so forth. But, uh, uh, you know, our TikTok in the last few years has really taken off. You know, some of our guys, they've got videos that have over a million views. You know, we've got one guy who just smiles and he's missing a tooth and it got a million views. And <laughs> You know, we've got another guy that he went to school visit and it's his billet mom's school classroom that he visited and he's playing four corners with the kids. And, you know, I, I think that video probably had like 500,000 views at one point and just, you know, it's creating those connections with the guys so that they trust you when you're making the content around them that, you know, it's going to represent how they want it to look. Yeah, because I think the, the the future of the NHL or the current NHL is very much in tune with uh, a, a, an image for guys, right? So I think you play a very pivotal role for these players coming up. Yeah, you know, okay. it's it's for sure. It's getting them comfortable at our level so that when they make it to the next level, you know, they jump into, you know, the media person's hands there and they know what to do because they've experienced it here. Yeah, that's awesome. We got we got a question from our boy Angel in uh, California that always watches our show, but sometimes is late and apologizes after. But <laughs> I got a, I got a better question than his, but that's fine. Yeah, so he's wondering if uh, we're watching the U.S. Amateur down in Beverly Hills, and if there's anybody we're rooting for going into the quarterfinals. <laughs> I got I gotta say I'm not watching, but <laughs> I haven't. But I I've I do like women's hockey. Uh, um, I just wish they were allowed to body check. That's my beef with it. You know, I I don't have cable, so I don't. <laughs> I miss all of it. So on on a, on a different golf question, though, did you see bad? <laughs> did you see bad shoot fifty eight? No. Yeah, that was the, the most amazing golf round I've ever watched in my life. When Bryson DeChambeau shot fifty eight, it was incredible. Really, it was un believable golf yeah like the best i've ever seen and i'm a tiger fan so and i'm also a brooke henderson fan so tell me you're a brooke henderson fan yeah, too, absolutely please. you can't, you can't yeah go brookie <laughs> <laughs> sorry angel we're not watching the uh women's amateur in uh, beverly hills i'm sure it's fantastic but sure it's really probably is. yeah haven't tuned in I don't even know if we get that in Canada, do it on any channels. No, I don't think so. I mean, I get some updates, but uh, yeah, I've been watching the uh, women's US, uh, the women's open actually, and over they they just finished in Scotland. Now they're they're heading over to England to do their uh, fun times. Yeah, we're, so we're picking up viewers as we as we go here, but I think we'll run for about fifty minutes. We're we're thirty five in. We'll try to keep it a little bit shorter. I want to be courteous of Paige's time because she's <laughs> pretty busy. <laughs> it's funny. Like I said, like before the, it crapped out the first time, this is how I have all my friends over. Just invite them on the podcast and uh, have a chat. <laughs> yeah. It works good. So, so who, who is your favorite golfer? Uh, I've got to think about that. You know, like I don't, I don't follow it super closely anymore. Um, I, again, I don't have cable. That's, that's my issue. I don't have cable. Um, but you know what? Like Rory, when I was growing up I, and, uh, oh shoot, I'm blanking right now. 
Tiger, obviously. Obviously, Tiger. Uh, yeah. oh, Ricky Fowler. Sorry, I was blanking. I was like the guy that wore all orange. Ricky Fowler. <laughs> like I had a really flat swing when I was when I was growing up, and yep. you know, a lot of instructors they were like, you can't you can't swing like that. And yeah. but he was swinging like that, so why can't I swing like that, right? So he was kind of the and same thing. Like I mean, Phil, right? I'm a lefty, so me too. Me too. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm going to get controversial here and say I can swing both ways. (laughs) I'm not surprised. (laughs) We're not, we're not talking about other things, Darius. We're We're talking talking about about golf, Darius. I'm talking about golf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ricky's one of my favorites too. I love the guy. He's got a great temperament. Uh, um, and he's good for the game, I think. He just finished winning. Uh, what the hell did he just win? Genesis? No, he won something pretty big anyway. Oh, yeah. he won the uh, the Scottish. Yeah. No, Rory won the Scottish. <laughs> no, there was that one tournament, though. He had won in, like, a whole bunch yeah. of years. Yeah. 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 So it was good for him. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on Liv versus uh, the PGA? Do you think that's uh, that, that was uh, it should be as controversial as it is? You know, I feel bad for the guys that stuck it out for the PGA and, and, and ultimately made the right choice sticking it out for the PGA. And, and then in the end, you I mean, yeah, I, I was rooting for the PGA guys. That's who I was rooting for. Well, and, and so are you on the mindset that the live, live golf was good for the PGA because it finally the PGA had to actually pay purses? I think so. I think, I mean, in the end, I think it was somewhat good for golf. But, I mean, in the sense, like, seeing guys cross to go to the other side, I, I – yeah, I mean, in the end, it all worked out, right? Yeah, in the yeah, end, yeah you're right. You're not wrong. I, I don't <laughs> buy. I don't. I don't get too much in the controversy of things, but I love seeing that the PGA had to finally, you know, start paying their players uh, higher purses. That made me happy. Yeah, I, I mean, the meme content that came out of it was was pretty good. So. Amazing! <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go, Bob. You haven't been this quiet ever. Like, what's wrong with you? Oh, where where do we even begin on that topic? That's a different show in itself. We're going to start talking about what's wrong with me. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Okay, that was one thing, though, on the golf thing. What's the strength of your game? What's the strongest part of your game, do you feel? For golf? golf? Yeah. Yeah, I can drive the ball a mile. I have no trouble. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like Chad. I, uh, screw you! <laughs> <laughs> I know a golf teacher. I know a golf teacher. <laughs> I can drive funny. the mi- I I can drive the ball a mile too, but then it makes a serious hard right turn, <laughs> and I can't recover. So, yeah. It's funny. I uh, I mean, but I, I can putt. I can I, I can pull off the trick shots really well, you know. Stack the balls on top of each other, hit the seven iron, get the ball to pop up and down. And my college coach would be like, "Why can't you focus on the chipping side of it now?" <laughs> you know what? Ten years later, it's the trick that impresses everybody. Right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just ask, just ask Garrett Clark at Good Good if the trick shots make you money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My go-to recovery move is turning my my club like vertical and, and just knocking it out. Angel, Angel, just hit a fucking nine iron, brother. Just hit a nine iron. The fit, my favorite club in my bag is my Husqvarna. I think I need it a lot more. 
Actually, the trees are the funnest part because when you get in them enough, you get to learn how to be Phil and play more creative. Yeah, I turned my club up. <laughs> I, like, I like to think of the I like to think of the fairways as just a, a suggestion. <laughs> the fairway is where you're supposed to walk. The rest of it is where you're supposed to play. Yeah, that's what I thought so too. <laughs> so, Paige, what was it like going to school in the states? Just out of curiosity, how did how did you enjoy that uh, that uh, situation? Yeah, you know, I was there for 2011 to 2013. Um, you know what? I wouldn't. It didn't feel like a different country at some points until I saw like an American flag flapping somewhere. Um, it was good. You know, I, I, the food was good. I, I, there's a few things that I miss about it. I miss um, Sonic the Drive-In. I miss biscuits and gravy. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was a great experience. I made some of my best friends down there. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Wouldn't I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah, my brother never came back. He lives in Florida now. <laughs> and you know what? If I if I could have gotten a green card, I probably would still be down there. But it's uh, to get a green card is really really hard. Yeah, he married a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chris, uh, throwing you under the bus, but we all know how you did it. <laughs> Your cheat code has been exposed. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So the social media and PR side of it in the in the WHL, you guys uh, kind of have like a little community going there. Like, how's your relationship with the with the other social media outlets for the other teams? Yeah, she hates yeah, family, we all, obviously. We yeah, we all know each other, and um, you know, it's funny. A lot of us, we, like some of my best friends, work around the league, and and we've we've had a little bit of fun with it. Like on a trade deadline last year, trade deadline day, we didn't have a trade going down, and texted one of my buddies, and I said, "Do you guys?" You guys have any trades going on? And she goes, "No, we're we're not. We don't have anything going on." So we uh we scheduled a, we scheduled a trade between the two teams for. Oh, I, we gave them. It was an American team, so we gave them a bag of cheesies, and they gave us a Mr. Good Bar. And then we we fully like completed the trade. Like they sent up the Mr. Good Bar, and then our coach, um, you know, our coach. Well, we put Mr. Good Bar on the bench, kind of thing, for some stuff, and then. Our coach took him into the room and cut him and, and opens up the thing, takes a bite out of him, and that's the end of Mr. Goodbar. So, you know, the, the buy-in from everyone around the organization is really good as well, too. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. 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 So how's Kelowna going to do this year? Uh, you know what? We've we've got some really big additions coming in. We've got and we've got a, a couple big returning pieces here. We've got um, so Andrew Crystal. He was just drafted by uh, Washington there in the second round, and um, his talent is just unbelievable. It's unmatched. If you if you go watch the videos, I mean, when we drafted him in 2020, I, I remember saying to people like, "This kid is going to be a lot of fun," and that's exactly what he's been while he's been here. He can make something out of nothing with the puck. That's what he told me in my first interview with him. And it's exactly what he's done while he's been here. We were, we were down one to nothing against the Portland Winterhawks in our, our first game against them a few, a few years ago during Andrew's 16 year old season. And he's behind the net and he's 16 playing in our league. And he's, he's pulling off the lacrosse move and scoring <laughs> like just things that, you know, and he's super talented. And then we've got, we've got Caden Price. He was a third round pick of, of Seattle and he's coming back and we've got, you know, a big goaltender in Yari Kikkinen who uh, he just attended the flames development camp. And uh, then we've got a couple, a couple big pieces that we've added this year. So we've got um, T. Jaginla. So Jerome's son, we traded for him. 
And then uh, we've got an another young player coming up, uh, Hiroki Goisik. He just signed with us. He was playing with Penticton in the BCHL last year. So I think it's going to be a really exciting year for our team. So when Jerome comes to watch his son, you're, you're going to have to talk to him for us so we can get him on. And, we're, and <laughs> I'm going to have to give him a hard time because we, we actually quietly or loudly want him to wear an Oilers jersey at some point because he was more Edmonton Oilers than he was Calgary Flynn. <laughs> his, his son, uh, his youngest son Joe, is actually drafted by the Oil Kings. Yeah, I'm just, I'm feeling my date right now. How old I am that, uh, that he's <laughs> playing in the dub, and uh, it's it's kind of getting irritating. <laughs> so I'm, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> hey, we just drafted, we just drafted 2008. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm out. 2008. <laughs> I gotta go find my walker and walk my way back into my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that really. So yeah, I think we've I think we've got an exciting year coming up. You know, we've got a, a younger team, but there's a lot of exciting pieces. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish you guys the best to, for sure. Yeah. So what's your what's your personal professional goal, Paige? Where do, where do you want to see this taking you? Um, you know, honestly, right now, I'm just, I'm really thankful to be a Rocket. You know, um, like back in, in 2016, when I was emailing them to become an intern, I, I honestly didn't even think I was going to be able to get a job in, in, you know, real world job. I was still working at Starbucks, trying to get my foot in the door somewhere. And, you know, I'm just, I'm really happy to be here right now. And I, I don't really want to plan out my life in black and white down the line, because sometimes it doesn't happen. And it's kind of frustrating. So you, you try and live in the moment right now and enjoy what's happening. And I'm, just incredibly thankful that the Hamilton family and the Rockets have given me the opportunity to live out the dream of working for them. Yeah, that's that's definitely a, a page of hard work. No pun <laughs> yeah. intended. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, you know, I wish Kelowna the best. Go Blazers go. And, uh... <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Noah, my middle son, had a tournament in Prince George, and I'd never been there before, and, and I go there, and I got to say, the best thing about Prince George, B.C. is actually going to where the Cougars play and walking around the rink, and on their poles, they have, like, past past players and seeing Chara and stuff like that. Other than that, man, I don't care if I ever go to Prince George again in my life. <laughs> You're way better off to be in Kelowna. Like, oh, yeah. oh man. And uh, there, yeah. there went any chance of us having any Prince George BC uh, <laughs> listenerships, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's definitely a great place to be. You know, in, in the summer, we've got Fridays off to make up for all the hours that we work in the winter. And it's, uh, it's definitely a four season playground here, I'll tell you that. Do you go yeah, on the road? It's definitely good for golf. I don't know. You know what? I uh, I actually I work right from here on this couch and uh, stream the game up on the TV and live tweet as I go. So and then our, our equipment manager he sends me stuff on the road so people think I'm there. <laughs> that's that's the the tricks behind the scenes. Now you guys know my secret. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Knowing the right friends, I love it. So it's funny. I'll get I'll get phone calls from the league because something will be going down or you know we've got a promotion coming up or something and they'll be like so so how's Winnipeg and I'm like what are you, what are you talking about? They're like well you just posted it like 25 minutes ago for Winnipeg and I'm like no no I'm not I'm not there. Tim sent me the photo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not even just take one trip a year? No, you know what? Uh, 
last year I flew home uh, to Edmonton. We were playing the Oil Kings, and uh, I, I didn't want to make the road trip all the way through Alberta, right? So I, uh, I flew home on the uh, the day before, and then uh, came in, worked the game, and I spent the weekend with my family and flew back the following oh, week. And you know what? That, that was uh, actually that's probably one of my top five moments in the Western Hockey League was being able to attend a game there because you know going down that visiting tunnel and you know seeing the I the, I didn't realize they had put the plexiglass in there where the visiting t- team comes out of the tunnel so they can't actually high five you and stuff like that. So it was uh, you know being up in the press box. I I have a, a such an appreciation for everyone that works for the Oilers up in the press box there because it's I mean they're ants you can hardly read the numbers on the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> one of our guys he scored and i so i tweet out that it's you know this one player and then i watched the replay and i'm like oh my god somebody tipped it but i can't see that from up there <laughs> <laughs> yeah they rely heavily on uh, sportsnet camera crews yeah and you know what the best pre-gaming meal in the league was there i had some of the best mashed potatoes in my life <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're a fan of rogers is what you're saying Big fan of Rogers. It was the only, <laughs> the only downside is it was February and it was like minus forty four, and I was not loving it. I, I'm I'm with you on that one as well. Yeah, <laughs> but it was I it was it was pretty pretty crazy walking into that rink. I I hadn't been in there in a number of years, and so we walk in and I look up and I'm like, wow, this is. A, I mean, I've attended Oiler games before I came back, but I was like, I don't remember the big screen being this big. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, my, my uncle used to coach uh, the Dallas Stars, and he uh, he was the same way. When he came to town, he would text me and say, like, wow, like this rink is something special. Yeah. Yeah. So you so, kind of hit on something there, Paige. You said that's one of your top five moments. I'm really interested to hear what your number one moment is for being in WHO. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, just being in the league in general is probably probably the top moment. You know, I've I've, I've been here for, for a couple of really big games and and some a lot of fun and a lot of players have been through here. You know, I've had I've had the opportunity to work with um you know Cal and, and Nolan Foot, so Adam Foot's sons. Adam Foot was our coach here briefly. Um, a lot of good players have come through here. You know, I've had the opportunity to be around them before they make it up to the next level and um. I, also in that top five is I got to go to the twenty uh, the twenty nineteen NHL draft there in uh, Vancouver because it was just in our backyard here, so just getting to see the behind the scenes there too, even in, in Vancouver and being around that and seeing how the draft works and it's just it's 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 interesting being around NHL teams too in that atmosphere and seeing how they're pumping out content and doing things and a greater appreciation for what their media teams do because I you know before I, I worked in the league I didn't I didn't realize how that stuff worked and I was a little bit judgmental and then you know you go in and you're working and you're like okay I, I get it now yeah yeah that's yeah. It's, it's usually the best way to it's usually the best way to become humble is to see how how it really goes you know we've all got an opinion until you see it <laughs> Is, yeah. is your sorry like I said armchair GMs are not Ken Holland? Sorry, Paige. Is your season really full, or can we pull you away for an hour sometime during the season and, and uh, have you back? Um, yeah. If you want to touch base with me, we've I mean we've got pockets that are kind of empty here and there, and and if you just okay. let me know, yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll revisit this because uh, you know Chad's giddy like a schoolgirl getting to talk <laughs> golf with somebody, so. 
<laughs> That's what they asking you. Yeah. So how does how does the train work? <laughs> That's incredibly fair. You know what? I never understood how leaks could happen. You know how it gets out to you know Elliot Friedman and whatnot. But you know what? Once once you see how it works, you 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 get it. Like it's yeah. it's a lot of sensitive information, and and I have a, a much better appreciation for it now that I work within the league and see how things work. That's awesome. Yeah. I- I wonder if junior hockey is a little bit more tight-lipped with uh, that kind of thing than than NHL too. Uh, Well, they're minors, right? So you got to keep that in mind. And you know, it's not it's not just uprooting them for you know half a season. They're going there potentially for you know two three years, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I appreciate you coming on. Um, I guess you know if you guys have one more for her go go ahead and if not uh, i'll shut her down but i'll leave that with you i feel, I feel like I feel, I feel like i took over the show so i'm good <laughs> <laughs> i got one quick one Paige. did you ever play hockey organized hockey of course he does yeah of so course he has i uh i um i played little timbit hockey when i was little and um wasn't wasn't very good at it and then um <laughs> You know, I grew up going across, I grew up in St. Albert, so you could just walk right up to the outdoor rink there and play and, and grew up playing with the kids around the block. I think that's the most fun I probably had playing hockey. And then, uh, you know, I, I um, played a little bit when I was a teenager, but then I got really good at golf. And so it was kind of like you had to pick one or the other and golf was going to take me a heck of a lot further than hockey ever was. <laughs> so I uh, picked that route. And I mean, I still play ball hockey here and I still play a little bit of ice hockey here and there kind of in Kelowna. You know, I throw on the pro stock here and everybody thinks I'm going to be really good and I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> so show, showing up in my, in my, in my Rockets helmet, my Rockets pants, my Rockets gloves, and I'm not a Rocket. <laughs> But but throw throw a sim max in your hand and you're just fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Thanks so much, Paige. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me, guys. I, I really enjoy uh, chatting with you tonight. I, I gotta confess, I, I reached out to you because you're my friend and I wanted to talk to you and, and pull you away and, and you always make me laugh and I and I appreciate that, but I really need help with a female demographic on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're drawing like zero female so <laughs> you're gonna help me Paige you're gonna help me hey, I'm here to help but I'm happy to give everybody the Charlie update everybody just wants to know how Charlie is he's the uh, star. I'm, just, I'm just glad that long separation is, is over and, and your your man is back with you <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a good dude <laughs> he is a good dude and, and you know you're at peace now so it's good and I, rem- I remember before you got the job in Kelowna and, you know, you, you were trying so hard to kind of crack that egg and, and kind of get your start. And, uh, you know, nothing but gratitude and happiness uh, for you that, you know, you're, you're having success out there and, and, and all the best. Uh, hey, you know what, Mike? I appreciate you and I appreciate you supporting me all the way through my little blogging days and trying to get my foot in the door. And you guys are rooting me on because I, I – wouldn't be where I am without you guys today. Well, well sure. you just you deserve it. I mean, it was kind of like a beaver, always you know chopping at wood, trying to trying to build that build that dam, and then it finally finally worked for you. So I'm I'm happy for you. Um, thanks for coming on, and yeah, anytime um, we'll get you back uh, when it works for you because this this was fun. Um, 
support the heavy hockey network. Uh, lots of articles are getting pumped out. Now the guys are writing up storms. Um, Lotsburg, Kirk, uh, Josh, um, from tough call. Um, Dashney is supposed to be putting out an article. I'm going to do one on kind of, uh, we had Rob shrimp on uh, a couple of weeks ago and Rob, Rob on a different podcast kind of, uh, said that he he would be a little bit of a clown in the dressing room but really he was doing that as a as a way to mask kind of like depression and kind of the stress of of being a junior hockey player and and all of that and uh you know i think it's great that uh somebody of his stature you know was allowed himself to be vulnerable and put himself out there to try to help other people so i'll write something on that too Anyways, uh, you can um, you can follow us. We're on every platform on social media. Um, everything is ninety seven octane hockey. Whether it's Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter, um, our YouTube channel is ninety seven octane hockey too. And these podcasts all go on to Spotify uh, for video, and that's cool because if you're watching on your phone, you you can watch it on your phone, but if you got to do something else with your phone, then it switches to the audio and back and forth. And it's, it's great. And then uh, Spotify automatically sends it to iTunes and Google and Amazon and all those guys. So we're everywhere. We're coming at you <laughs> anyways. Have a good night. Thanks again, Paige. You can stick around backstage. I'm sure chat will want to uh, talk to you for a minute and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. Good night, everybody. Keep your sticks on the ice. Keep reaching for the stars. Go Oilers, go.